You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, everybody. Steve Sponskowski here along with Mike Kitrowski. And we're coming to you live from Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. We've got the pleasure of being with Monsignor Tom Richter this morning. So, Monsignor, thank you for being with us for a straight talk. Steve, it's been a joy to be with you and Mike. Uh, I, I don't get to for, see you enough. Thanks for coming. Steve Sponskowski, everybody, is my cousin. Ah, he, thanks for claiming he doesn't. He, he doesn't admit that on the air, but he Readily is. And we are second cousins. His paternal grandfather and my maternal grandfather are brothers, Art and Ray. That's right. And, and they had three brothers who were Benedictine priests right out here, Father George, Father Joseph, and Father Wilfred. Yeah. Out here at Assumption Abbey. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been talking about family all morning, and what a great blessing uh, of that. And speaking of family, Monsignor Richter, there's a question came in, asked if Paul is doing his job. I'm guessing that's mom <laughs> asking of Paul. <laughs> and who's Paul? Mom's checking up on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Gardner, our fantastic seminarian. We've yeah. had him since August here at uh, Queen of Peace, and he's extraordinary. He just became the Grand Knight of Council 9950. Mm. So he is doing his job and more. He just finished the parish census. So he called about 450 families over these last few months. He teaches at Trinity. He teaches uh, faith formation here, uh, both the kids and adults. Um, he hasn't shined my shoes yet, but that's coming down the, <laughs> the, the pipe. He's a great cook. Oh. Ah, he just wonderful. made cheesecake the other day. I had my uh, students from Trinity High School over for a dinner ah, wow, in, our, in our new rectory, and he made uh, this homemade cheesecake, which overshadowed my pasta. Ah, uh, but he's doing a great job. We're blessed to have him. Awesome. We love seminarians here at Queen of Peace. Amen. And Amen. any parish ha- hasn't had one, and you get an opportunity, uh, say yes. They are a tremendous blessing to the life of the parish. Awesome. Well, thank you, Monsignor Richter, for being with us this morning. We appreciate you allowing hosting us here at Queen of Peace Catholic Church. Thank you. All thank right. you, you too. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry, Christmas your, to Merry Christmas to you, Monsignor. Thank you for your good work. Thank you. All right, folks, we are uh, coming to you live from Queen of Peace Catholic Church here in Dickinson, and now we're going to shoot over via phone to talk with Father William McDermott. Good morning, Father. How are you today? Good morning. How are you, folks? Good, we're, good. We're doing great. Wonderful, Father. Thank you for joining us. So so where are you coming to us from right now, Father? I'm coming to you from my retirement home in Bathgate, North Dakota. Can you hear me? Bathgate, North Dakota. And I assume it's warm and balmy there in Bathgate, North Dakota. It is, yes. It is. <laughs> very nice. Very, <laughs> very nice, because it's true. So, Father, we want to talk to you a little bit about the importance of our being a volunteer in our communities to keep them safe. And, and uh, you know, as a church, and Al talked about in our first conversation this morning about the value and the need to love one another. And I think, really, that volunteerism is, is such a key. And you, you not only would, would preach about that and talk about that, but you model that um, for people. Talk to us about how how you see the value of volunteerism and, and uh, the value of being involved in your local community. Well, my connection, of course, goes back to uh, my 48 years, I guess, now of uh, firefighting. I was just thinking this morning, my roots of firefighting and volunteerism go back to my grandfather, who started the 
a rural fire department down in a small town of Epworth, Iowa, in 1947, when the, the possibility of when fire trucks became a possibility and rural fire trucks became, you know, rural firefighting was a, again a possibility. So my uncle or my grandfather started that. I've had uncles on the fire department, cousins, my brothers, nephews. So I come from a long line of firefighters. So I joined the department in 1972 when I was 22 years old, and now I'm 70. So do the math; it's pretty easy. So I've been around for about 48 years. So other than the priesthood, uh, the fire service has been the the best decision of my life. I have the the best, my best friends, and and most fun I've ever had has been the fire service. Best friends. Uh, sorry about the priest of the diocese here that puts you on on the second there, but uh, but the fire <laughs> fire friends are the they're the real friends that I have really to tell you the truth. Uh, right now, uh, I even see in the paper in the Grand Forks Herald yesterday an uh, article about the changing times of firefighters, and I was kind of surprised to see that because it was a coming from the Grand Forks Fire Department, which is a paid department. And I didn't think they would have the uh, the problems that, that our rural and volunteer departments have, but of course they do. So the volunteer, it's, it, we, need, we need firefighters. We need young firefighters. Firefighting is a young man's job. Of course, now we have some ladies in the department that, departments as well, but firefighting is a young man's job. And... Uh, most fire ground deaths are not because you got hurt with the fire. Most fire ground deaths are because of heart attacks. And that's because the older guys are out there and the younger guys should be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the basis of firefighting has just been, uh, it's, it's just been uh, uh, just a good thing. And uh, I've just been blessed to, so f- to be involved in it for all these years. Absolutely. We're visiting with Father William McDermott, and he actually was the fire chief in Laramore, North Dakota, uh, and also the pastor there in Laramore, North Dakota for many years, um, a very faithful priest in the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, we're talking about volunteerism and, and firefighting. You know, Father, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, people's homes, people's families, um, their possessions um, are often, you know, uh, you know, especially in this country, a warm home is pretty important uh, to to have for people and and so those who give you know give of their time and and even risk uh, to be able to protect other people's livelihoods and their own safety uh, what a what a great gift talk to us about the the risks that some of these firefighters take for for others well again the that article changing time for firefighters when I was when I started in the fire service uh, we kind we were kind of prided ourselves on being smoke eaters, you know, how far we could go into a burning house. And uh, nowadays that's different. But then, uh, if a house was on fire, the kitchen table was was wooden. And uh, now that it's seven times the kinds of plastic all glued together with toxic glue and the the fumes, just you just cannot do that. So firefighting has changed immensely uh, in that way that the risks are the risks are so much greater. So, uh, uh, and then things have changed as well. Uh, when I started in 1972, we never heard of words like hazardous materials and terrorists and active shooters. Mm. Uh, so the fire, firefighting really, has really changed. 
but uh, but it is it, it's the most rewarding thing when you can when you can get to a get to a home and, and get a fire stopped. And sometimes in North Dakota, with the miles, that's one of our problems here. We have we have the fire departments, even the, you know the rural volunteers are we're a long ways from uh, from homes, you know, and farms. But uh, once in a while, we, we even you know we're able to to conquer all of that and, and, and get a get a fire stopped. You know, Father, uh, this is uh, Mike Kidrowski. Father, thank you for uh, uh, coming, uh, taking time out to be with us on the live show this morning. And, uh, you, you know, you've, you've seen firefighting over the years. You mentioned uh, early 70s. You, you might have been in it before that. Um, and uh, it seems like when the weather gets cold and the people start turning up the heat, have you found through the years or there's some uh, statistics uh, regarding um, you know, this time of year and the increased uh, fires in that regard yeah. as far as, okay? Yeah, this time of year, dude, with uh, uh, Christmas decorations, with overloading circuits, and the main thing is Christmas trees that are too dry. I know different stories where people were given smoke alarms, smoke detectors as Christmas gifts. And they were the, the the gifts were under the tree when the tree caught fire, and the oh, alarm too bad. and saved people's lives. So yes, Christmas trees are up. Uh, keep them watered. I just saw a little uh, joke in the uh, the other day on the internet that said, "Water your Christmas tree, or we we'll, the fire department will have to come and water it for you." And so uh-huh. yes, this time of year is a very and of course the the heating systems and everything. So yes, wintertime is a is an increased uh, time for to, to be aware of fire safety. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, Father, let's let's you know we're talking about saving homes, but also a lot of times lives are at risk in these fires. Uh, have you uh, had the opportunity to to experience a, a life being saved uh, from a fire? Well, uh, not not directly that that way, but. Uh, uh, right now, the, uh, there's so many uh, grain bin situations mm. that, and I just I'm just aware of Langdon had a grain bin call a year uh, this this summer, I believe. Uh, no, Langdon had one a couple years ago. Laramore had one this summer. Pesek had one last week, and I just seen the paper yesterday. Minnesota had one. So the grain bin situations are getting. Uh, they're getting to be a situation because the bins are, are so huge now. But volunteer departments save uh, at least two or three of those men. And that is, a, that is absolutely amazing. A grain bin is a very, very difficult situation to, to handle. Mm-hmm. And the volunteers in all of these situations uh, were able to, to save at least two or three of those men. So that is, uh, that is a very... That's very encouraging, and that's that amounts to training. It's no knowing how to get in there and how to, how how to get the grain out of that building. So, I've been aware of, of, of many of those situations. So, so, it's a good reminder to to remember that uh, firefighters do more than just fight fires. Um, oh yeah, they do a lot of things, and I think what you're probably talking about, their father, is sometimes uh, when uh, when uh, farmers will enter into a collapse. I suppose you could also have a fire inside a grain bin as well from oh, yeah. that ferment- fermentation. Yes, you can. 
uh, that 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 happens too. And, the, and the, really, the only way to handle those is just to unload the van, really. So, uh, but yes, yeah, just things. Most of the things that the fire department does are not fires. There, we 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 assist on the car accidents and uh, ambulance situations and grain bins, and so uh, so there's the fires. Actual fire fighting is 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 not the probably the primary thing that we do. We support so many other things. Yes, yeah, so you are uh, so, father. Uh, you are uh, the firefighters, the first responders, are in uh, a mode of saving lives. And uh, oftentimes we forget to thank those folks. So um, what would be a good way to, uh, to thank these, uh, these fine folks in, in these uh, situations where they have volunteered? They're volunteer firemen in these uh, smaller communities. So uh, I, I guess uh, we want to uh, extend a, a thank you to all those that uh, are in that position of uh, saving lives on a volunteer basis. Thank you very much. What a noble, noble thing that is uh, to uh, uh, extend your time and talent for something like this. Well, the best way to thank, to thank the firefighters is to step up yourself and help, help so the older guys mm. aren't there out there alone. Uh, volunteer, that's the way to thank them. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Father, for your service as a volunteer and for all of uh, our firefighters and first responders who are out there for us. We thank them, especially during these holiday seasons. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of need for that support. So thank you, Father, uh, for being with us this morning. Okay, thank you very much. Have a good Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Father. To you. Thank you very much. Right. Up, next, up next, we want to honor our, those who have you up next we want to honor those of you who nominated as spiritual fathers are honoring our fathers later in the show hear about a, a beautiful program started in the diocese of bismarck for supporting those who have lost a child due to miscarriage stillbirth or infants loss we are broadcasting from live here from queen, queen of peace. peace parish in dickinson north dakota my name is mike kidrowski steve smonskowski here and you are listening to real presence live don't go away we'll be right back this is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 